Chapter Eleven of the Master Knot of Human Fate. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Roger Moline. The Master Knot of Human Fate by Ellis Meredith. Chapter Eleven. Yet, if hope has flown away in a night or in a day, in a vision or in none, is it therefore the less gone? All that we see or seem is but a dream within a dream. Poe It is the first of May, said Adam. It is a year ago today. Shall we pass the gateway? Not now, answered Robin. Wait till afternoon. I'm so busy this morning. She was sitting at the table teaching half a dozen little chickens to appreciate hard-boiled egg. The wounded kid was lying in her lap, one arm was about it, and an adventurous kitten looked over her shoulder. As she tapped on the board with one slender forefinger, the chickens, hearing their mother's bill, began picking up the fragments of egg. She had rounded out wonderfully in a year and Adam realized for the first time that she was a very beautiful woman. "'Suppose,' she went on, "'you begin your book today. Write your description of a year ago. It will never be so plain again. There is plenty of time before we go. Besides, if it is a dream, we shall want the written record to show what dreams may come.' Adam hesitated a moment then went to his desk. She had said truly the events of that day would never again be so clear, and as he began to record them they marshaled themselves before him until he found himself writing with a dramatic power that fascinated and amazed him. It must have been some time afterward that Robin stole in and set a glass of milk, some biscuit and strawberries, down on the desk beside him, and then went out, taking the dogs with her. He did not notice another sound until she called him to supper. While he did the evening work, Robin dressed herself in the garments she had worn the year before. As soon as she could make others, she had put them aside, awaiting the awakening or the rescue. The heavy cloth skirt and the silk waist were put on with a strange reluctance. Years ago, the old doctor in The Guardian Angel said our china became our tombstones, but surely our garments may become the graveyards of our emotions and hold sharp or sweet remembrances long after they are past wearing. In spite of some tan, Robin found the face that looked back at her from her mirror infinitely more attractive than it had been the year before. Adam started a little when he saw her. Then he drew her hand through his arm, and they went to the gateway. As he opened the gate, she turned and looked back. The sun was behind the mountains, and the shadows were long and dark. They heard the sounds of the various creatures settling into quiet for the night, and Adam sent back all the dogs but Lassie. They went slowly and wistfully. Robin stooped and kissed Prince on his white forehead. As Adam closed the gate, she said half-fearfully, 
"'Shall we ever see them again?' But he did not answer. He took her hand and led her to the boulder. Far as the eye could reach, they saw what they expected to see. Half a mile away, the sea rolled in on a tolerably level beach. Here it thundered and roared against a sheer cliff. Among the rocks they could see the nests of many wildfowl, and gulls flew by them. They sat down on the rock and waited until midnight. Then they went home. The dogs received them obstreperously, and the kid from its corner bleated faintly. Robin bent over it anxiously, then warmed some milk and fed it. When Adam came in with some fresh water, she was swinging slowly to and fro in the rocker, singing softly an absurd nursery song. Sleep, baby, sleep. The stars, they are the sheep. The big moon is the shepherdess. The little stars are the lambs, I guess. Sleep, baby, sleep. It needed to be cuddled, she said in as matter-of-fact a voice, as if all lambs were sunk to sleep regularly. You know, dear old Professor Carter said, there would have been no wild animals if we hadn't made them so. But now, if you will, you can put her with Nanny. When he came back, she had gone into her room. There was nothing more for either of them to say. There was nothing to do except to hope for a sail, since they no longer hoped for an awakening. End of chapter 11 Recording by Roger Moline